Hi, friends. Welcome to the Rock Your Joy podcast. I'm your host, Anya Rock, a woman, artist, entrepreneur, mom, and high-performance coach. I'm working on becoming the best version of myself and inspiring others to do the same. This is my invitation to you to be part of the collective shifting of consciousness. Let's choose love. Let's choose joy. And let's rock your joy one day at a time. Hey friends, welcome back. Today's conversation is with Alexandra DeSorbo Quinn, a mom, a wife, and the executive director of Pilot Light. Alexandra is responsible for leading the development of Pilot Light's vision and strategic goals. And Pilot Light is a nonprofit here in Chicago that supports pre-K to 12 teachers with food integrated standards aligned curriculum and professional development. Pilot Light began in 2010 when four Chicago chefs wanted to give back to their Chicago community by teaching students about food through food. Alex began her career at Harlem Hospital in New York City, where she was engaged in public health education for urban underserved communities. Recognizing the power of the creative arts to reach people, she began to develop and implement public health programming that harnessed music to facilitate healthy behavior change among communities. Alex went on to join the research faculty of the Neurological Institute at Columbia University, where she managed two federally funded community-based studies. Alex currently serves as a trustee for the Society for Public Health Education. A graduate of Bryn Mawr College, Alex earned her Master of Public Health degree with a concentration in epidemiology at Columbia University's Mailman School of Public Health and a doctorate in health education from Teachers College of Columbia University. She was a 2018 Fellow of the University of Chicago's Civic Leadership Academy. An upstate New York native, Alex currently lives in the Chicago area with her husband and three children. Welcome to the show, Alex. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great. So tell us a little bit about, um, for our audience that, that isn't familiar with you or Pilot Light and some of the work you do, give us a sense of who you are and some of your story. Sure. So I'm Alex Serpa Quinn, and I'm originally from upstate New York, but now living in the Chicago area. And I'm a mom uh, to three little kids. I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and an almost one-year-old. Um, so very busy. busy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a wife and my background uh, before Pilot Light, which I know we'll be talking quite a bit about, but my background is in uh, public health, uh, specifically health education and health promotion. And, um, you know, I was thinking, you know, sort of the story of my career is how to make health education fun and like working to make health education fun, um, making it uh, accessible to everyone equitably. Um, but I've, I've also had the pleasure of working in partnership with really interesting people with um, different backgrounds and in, in the creative arts and in education. And I love to bring people together to make health education more fun and engaging. Great. And when you say health education, give us a little bit of a, a snippet of like, what does that mean to you? What is that vision? Sure. Well, I, it can run the gamut. I, at most of what I've done um, has been focused on chronic disease prevention and nutrition education, food education, stroke education, interestingly, and, and physical activity. And especially 
right now with the pandemic and and seeing the impacts of, of COVID on folks with comorbidities and um, underlying disease, it's, um, it's just that much more important that this education is there and that it starts very young and, and continues um, through someone's life because healthy behaviors really do you know, make an impact and, and lead to healthier outcomes. And, and that most recent data is so compelling and and I think has, has given us all extra meaning and, and passion around the work that we do. Yeah, absolutely. Louder for the people in the back. Our healthy habits add up, right, for everybody in, in our families. That's amazing. Um, So I became aware of your work through Pilot Light. We met through Pilot Light, which we'll talk more about um, the work you do there. But prior to that, you worked in New York City and you were involved in these health education programs and utilized hip hop. So were you a hip hop dancer? Did you actually do hip hop? <laughs> no, quite the opposite. Okay. Uh, I'm a terrible dancer. And uh, I started playing the violin at six. So, uh, you know, I'm, I was into classical music for many years, um, come from a very musical family, but I went to graduate school. And when I, I graduated, my first role was at Harlem Hospital in New York, which is a public hospital, it, it serves the Harlem community. And um, I was uh, managing their stroke center, um, which was all about tracking data that in, in reporting to the state of New York around stroke related outcomes um, at the hospital. But one of the things that the state required that we work on was stroke education. And my boss at the time, uh, his, his name is uh, Dr. G. Day Williams. He had met a local um, celebrity hip hop artist. He's, he's national, but he lived locally. Um, his name's Dougie Fresh. And uh, through a series of conversations, they had this idea to teach students, uh, the science students in, in elementary schools in New York, the signs and symptoms of, knee, of stroke and, um, and, and the importance of, of teaching them the importance of calling 911 and essentially through engaging kids through hip hop. Um, teaching them uh, and giving them the tools they need to teach their families at home what they'd learned. When the program started out, we, we were just going into a handful of schools and basically putting on concerts. And we'd hired a number of other local hip hop artists. We wrote, we wrote music, um, cartoons, comic books, and like you know, you never would have known you were learning about stroke. It was so much fun, so catchy. I still play the music when I go running and stuff because it, it just, it, it, you know, again, it's not even like it, it's an educational tool. It's just, it's really great. And yeah, I mean, that the rest was history from there. That program um, is extremely impactful. It grew, um, we, we received some national funding from uh, the National Institutes of Health. And actually, we moved the program uh, to Columbia University Medical Center um, to do research on it and, and to grow it. And we started a nonprofit at that time called Hip Hop Public Health, which continues today, um, but uses hip hop to teach all sorts of topics um, related to health education. And um, I would say, you know, through that work, I developed so much appreciation and respect for, for hip hop culture and history, um, but also just the, the power of, of music and hip hop to reach kids and excite them. It was, you know, I still think back to those early days and being in an, a, a New York City public school auditorium and seeing kids dancing up and down, singing the signs and symptoms of stroke was like just this crazy <laughs> experience. Um, like two worlds so coming I'll together. I'll never forget it. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And then what brought you to Chicago and your transition to Pilot Light? Well, uh, my husband moved here. <laughs> so we got married and um, he, he got a job here and 
his family is here. So, you know, started looking in, in Chicago. And at the time, I was like, I'll never find anything that I love as much as what I'm doing in New York and, you know, with, with hip hop public health. And uh, one night I came across this post and it briefly described Pilot Light as a model for um, integrating uh, food and nutrition education into core curriculum um, in classrooms. And, and it, it mentioned that there were chefs and educators involved. I was like, oh, that's, that's so interesting. And it also, in a lot of ways, was sort of the direction that I thought our, you know, the work in, in health education needed to go in to be part of what kids are learning in school and to be working in partnership with teachers and aligning it to standards so that it's not this extra thing that requires separate funding, but is something that can be embedded for every, every student across the country. So yeah, so that position was, it, it was for their first executive director. And I, I applied and flew to Chicago and met these very passionate, um, smart people. And I remember saying to them, like, I, I really want this job, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm so committed to this work. And uh, I'm so grateful that that they hired me. And I've had the pleasure, most of them, I still work closely with today. They're just such an incredible group of people are, are some of our founding board members. And, and you know, some of them as well. Um, uh, some of the chefs that we work with. So so for people who aren't familiar with Pilot Light, um, and you mentioned, right, it's food education and core curriculum. And so we're really, we've been really involved with Pilot Light for a couple of years. And I, it took me a minute, like even when we were beginning to sort of understand how it all works, and we were really grateful to actually be able to go into one of the schools and see it in action. But it is a really unique way um, that you are bringing this food education into the classroom. So for our audience who isn't in a classroom getting to see it happen and doesn't necessarily, I think we we make assumptions about food education and how that happens. Tell us about Pilot Light, their mission, and you know how you do it differently because it's pretty awesome. So Pilot Light, it was founded by uh, Chicago chefs and, and Chicago public school educators who uh, believe that every student in every classroom needs to learn about food. And they came up with this brilliant model that really makes Pilot Light different from any other program across the country. And uh, it, it's all about teaching about food through food. So teaching math, science, social studies, teaching it through food as a strategy to engage students to get them excited about the content. But at the same time, they're learning about all aspects of food and, and its connection to their lives and about making more informed decisions and advocating for themselves, for their families. Uh, it's it's just a powerful model in, in so many ways because it's, it's giving teachers tools to engage their students in learning. But at the same time, it's, it's kind of building the foundation for, for students for, for healthy outcomes throughout their lives. And in many schools across the country, there's limited funding, there's limited time for food education, for health education. And through Pilot Light, it just fits into any school or any classroom sort of the key piece to our program is a deep partnership with teachers. So we provide them with everything they need. We have curriculum, we have standards for food education, 
We provide them with resources, with professional development, um, coaching, and it's designed to build their capacity to be doing this work in their classrooms and in whatever subject they're teaching, but also to be making connections for students beyond the classroom, whether it's to what's happening in the lunchroom or their school garden or what the students are eating at home or what, you know, where they're buying food in their community. It's just a, this partnership with teachers is a really smart way to make food education work for everyone. And and along the way, it's aligned to common core standards and um, it helps teachers meet their goals too. Well, and it's interesting, you know, I think at first when I was researching Pilot Light, I had this idea. And I think when we say food education, we think about nutrition, we think about kind of something really separate from the true breaking of bread and and the way that food brings people together. And the, and like you said, some of the decisions or access that we may or may not have to food. And we know that across the country there are, you know, and right here in Chicago, across the city, there are kids who just don't have access to the same foods. And so for these kids to be really working with new foods and, you know, it was really exciting to um, see. And I know for the chefs, it's exciting. It's this kind of combo of getting to play with new foods and experience them. But then also I would imagine for the teachers to be able to bring the curriculum alive in a new way, right? It's mm-hmm. it's not just mm-hmm. a, a conceptual idea. The one classroom we went into, and I, again, I don't remember what grade it was, but they were all coming up with, they had created some sort of board game around fishing and the, the teacher had, you know, everybody, they were in groups and the kids were telling us like which kinds of fish were better for them and which fish were maybe, you know, they were deciding which fish were, you know, more abundantly available or had more negative impact environmentally. And it was just really fascinating to see this kind of two ways of learning coming together and and food just being something that we're all, it's so integral. So it's, it's really, really fun. Yeah. Everything you're saying, it's where our, our food education standards came from. What we realized early on when we went to teachers and schools and said, you know, we're, we're pilot light, we're going to be, you know, working with you to, to bring food education to the classroom. There was sort of a, a mix of people saying, you know, what is food education? And then folks also saying, well, again, yeah, nu- nutrition, cooking. Um, I think that that was everybody's instinct initially um, when we talked about our work and, you know, with the organization being founded by chefs, there is such a component of uh, food and connection and and food as a way to bring people together, to learn about each other, to build relationships, to learn about our, you know, our, ourselves and our identities. And it's that foundation that's so important and, and something we communicated quite a bit along with, you know, food in our communities, food in the environment and understanding all of these other things going on in the world that are influencing our choices. Um, and also, you know, making our choices that much more important. What we did uh, in, in 2016, we said, you know, Pilot Light's going to define this. We're going to um, define it in a way that works for teachers. So we held uh, what we called our Food Education Summit. Uh, we did it in partnership with uh, University of Chicago, and we brought together leaders in food and education and child development from across the country and, and also um, from Chicago communities and said, you know, how would you define food education holistically? And um, over the course of two days, uh, came out with um, these, these seven food education standards, uh, which start with 
Um, standard one is food connects us to each other. And from there, we worked with teachers to, to build those out into more of a framework for those standards, into more of a framework for making connections to their own classroom lessons and aligning them with Common Core. Um, so it serves as this robust document that it defines, again, food education for teachers and schools, um, but it also defines it for everyone and um, in that holistic way, which is so important. And I think um, it's uh, part of what's lost, you know, if you're if you're just you know, nutrition education is so important, but if you're just doing that piece of it, you're a lot of times missing that piece, especially for students of you know, a, a food as an integral part of their lives and and food as something they, you know, they they do every day, you know, they eat every day, multiple times a day. You know, how how do each one of those choices, how are they shaped and 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 what what are they influencing? And I think that's something that that comes out so powerfully in those standards. And it's gotten a lot of interest and outreach from other organizations and 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 leaders in the space across the country because those standards, they, they, they apply to everyone. The, the final standard, so they, it starts with food connects us to each other and it, there's a standard on food and the environment and, and food and sources and origins and food and health. Um, but the, the final standard is about food and advocacy. And, you know, that's, that's also such a critical piece because you learn, the more you know about food, the more you want to do to improve our food systems or to do more to create access for um, people in in our communities. So just the, the way in which they're laid out too, it's very much um, this knowledge component that translates to action and, and decisions and advocacy. Which is really key for our kids, right? To understand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're the next generation of action takers and being able to advocate mm-hmm. for themselves. And so you talked about, you know, growing and interest and things like that. I gather that Pilot Light is expanding in new ways. I'm excited mm-hmm. to hear. What's the vision as you continue to grow and expand? Yes, we are expanding. I think, you know, the this year has been very challenging, but we always, you know, within our team, we talk about the bright spots and, and the opportunities that we've had and, and learned from. Right now, we have two core programs. Uh, the first is our food education fellowship, which is designed to build leadership uh, among teachers in food education, and um, it's it's a year long program that they participate in. Uh, but this past year, we we shifted everything virtually. Right, I was going to say it must have been a different experience not being in class. For sure, uh, <laughs> we and you know, and, and working with teachers and supporting them through that transition um, themselves. So, uh, so we made the decision. Uh, we made the decision uh, for for the coming year to uh, double the size of the fellowship. We're going to have thirty teachers uh, across the country. Um, still uh, prioritizing the Chicago area, but um, we're we're really excited about that because it gives us an opportunity to learn more about different communities, different schools, different districts, and and what our program looks like in those communities. So that's our, our first leap for the next year and in, into in going nationwide. And then our, our second program is our food education center, which is uh, a, a digital platform that houses all of our, our curriculum and resources for teachers and families. And it makes them available for free to, to anyone anywhere who wants to use them. Uh, th- this past year has also been a learning experience with that. We were we we're fortunate in the sense that we launched that platform in late 2019. So when the pandemic hit, we we already had 
the infrastructure to be sharing curriculum and resources um, digitally and, and virtually. And we first last March said, you know, families were home, kids were home. Um, we said, okay, we're going to, our next phase will be to launch um, a set of resources for families. Uh, so we created a new curriculum. It's called Family Meal. And we have 46 sets of uh, chef and, and teacher-led videos um, that are paired with family lessons and recipes for, for folks to do at home with their kids. Cool. And the great thing about that program as well was that we, we'd had a grant for another initiative that we weren't able to shift into. Uh, so, uh, so early on in the pandemic, we, we launched a, a new set of curriculum called Family Meal. And it's, it's for families to do at home with their, with their children. Uh, it includes uh, 46 chef and teacher led videos that are paired with uh, lessons and recipes for families. Uh, the, the great thing about that program and, and something that we were really happy to be able to do was to actually provide stipends, generous stipends to local chefs and hospitality workers who were out of work at that time to be creating these videos um, for us from their homes. So it was, you know, certainly with, with what's happened this year with the hospitality industry, that was you know, sort of something that we were happy to do. Um, definitely a, a lot more is needed, but it also um, created an opportunity to infuse the, the family meal curriculum with all of these really brilliant videos of, of chefs and, and, and experts creating recipes and meals from their homes. So cool. So yeah, and that, so that's all available for free for any any parents who might be listening on our Food Education Center. And then uh, we continued to grow that platform this year. We launched another curriculum in the fall for teachers, and it's called Pilot Light Anywhere. And it's for e-learning or classrooms. It's it's plug and play, and um, it's pre-K through 12th grade. So we listened to teachers. They said, we need something really easy at this time that works for e-learning too. And um, in the fall, you know, they were able to just pick this up and, and drop it in. And, and we heard from them, you know, this when our students were home and it was really hard to get them to join the, the video or, or to be engaged in lessons uh, through food. This was something that was really exciting and, um, you know, engaged our students more than um, some of the other content that, that they were sharing. So, so yeah, so we've grown that platform so much over the past year. We have um, at this point over 120 different lessons on it. We have, again, it's all free. Um, we also have, we have over 200 lessons in our archives that we're in the process of cleaning up. So, um, and, and that we'll be sharing and publishing those as well. So just, just so much growth this year that, you know, in terms of uh, national outreach um, to teachers through our fellowship and also um, growth of our, our assets and resources that we just, we have a lot to share now and are, are really well pos positioned for further growth across the country. And yeah, we will be, you know, we're, we're continuing to make some decisions around that, but we're, we're actually, uh, we're, we're hiring uh, for a new leadership role in the organization that will be focused on building school and district partnerships nationwide as well to support further expansion. Amazing. So, lots of exciting things. That is exciting. So with all of that going on, and we've just come, we are not even out, but we are hopefully coming through. Um, this incredible pandemic, and you have three little babies at home. Um, how does being in the food education world and being a mom, like, do you find yourself 
changing the way you are with food in your home? Um, does it kind of translate or is it really completely compartmentalized? And <laughs> Well, I'd say with, with my first, yeah. was, I mean, it was completely different. You know, I made all of his purees from scratch. Sure. And, I mean, we all he did. was just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was just, um, he, he really benefited from it. I think, you know, I get asked this question a lot and now I appreciate how hard it is, you know, when you're, you're trying to, um, get a meal on the table and all the kids are screaming at once, or, you know, they're, you've got your picky eaters, you've got like requests for certain color plates and (laughs) it's just, you know, it's, it's craziness. So, um, I, I appreciate, um, where I can, where I can get it in. And I also appreciate more the influences on my kids that might not necessarily be driven by me, but where I hear them talking more about food. So, I mean, certainly books, and I, I actually get, um, some of those recommendations from our programming team that, that they've included in different lessons that books are just such a, you know, books on food and especially if they're, they're narratives around other kids, uh, my, my kids just love those and it, it leads them to want to try new things and, and to ask more questions. I also, you know, I see it popping up, uh, so often in different shows that they watch in movies, um, in unexpected ways too. Uh, and the most recent example, uh, my, my, my kids are fanatical about Winnie the Pooh. And um, <laughs> this weekend, we are going to be um, inspired by rabbit. We're going to be making rabbit's garden and doing some planting. We're going to get our seeds and soil and everything. And uh, my, my four-year-old is so excited. And as is my two-year-old, I, I say, okay, what does rabbit have in his garden? You know, what, you know, what, what should we be planting? So I think, you know, all, all of those are, are just, there's opportunities everywhere for, for interest. And I mean, I think of course, along with that, when, when I can involve them in cooking, I do. And when they can, you know, if I'm cooking, I give them little things to taste or, you know, we talk about it, but it's definitely not always easy. <laughs> so. And they're so little still, there's so much time. <laughs> yeah. But that's why, that's why school is so important too. And in, in, yeah. in integrating it into classrooms because, by and large, it's not happening uh, in schools. And uh, if, if teachers are leading that and, you know, teachers uh, are the ones with working with your, your kids every day. And mm-hmm. if, if they're if they're using food, you'll, you know, that we hear from parents that it really does connect to the, the choices that they're asking at home, to the discussions that they're having. And, and that runs from from the, the little the pre-K um, students all the way up to 12th grade. I mean, they're very different conversations, but you know, it's, it's a great opportunity to, to have a, a conversation with your child when they, when they come home from school and to talk about the, di- your dinner and where you got it from, or to go grocery shopping together. Um, but, but when those, when those conversations are prompted by learnings at school, they can be, they can be really powerful and, and effective. Yeah. Yeah. And, ex- and a, a way to expose them to, you know, as you said, it brings us together. So it's like, not just us in our singular environment, but us as we relate to the other kids in our classes and what they're eating and how they're experiencing food. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we have a lot of um, teachers who have done activities with their students around, you know, bringing in family recipes. Or we had one teacher who uh, she had, I think they were third graders, and they went home and they filled a lunch bag with stories of their family or, or artifacts sort of of their family and who their family is, their culture, their history. And there was a requirement that there be food in that bag. So a lot of parents were 
it's a, a very diverse school. They were sending in egg rolls and pierogies and, uh, you know, all sorts of things that prompted conversation in the classroom too of, you know, this is who I am. This is, this is my family. And, and yeah, through food, we, we can just, we, we can empathize, build connections, um, and, and really build relationships that, that um, are, are built on this understanding of each other and, and who we are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as you said, you know, executive director, mom of three littles, juggling it all. How are you defining self-care these days? Like, what is it that you take away? Because you're, you're giving, you know, in so many ways. How are you taking time for you? This question makes me nervous <laughs> because <laughs> I think it's so, I mean, it's really at this point, it, it's really hard um, to, to be very honest. Uh, but what I like about it is it, it's such an important question because if you don't ask it, it doesn't lead you to prioritize it. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't lead you to, to be grateful for, you know, the, the people that make that happen for you, if, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, as I think about it, I can practice self-care when my, you know, when my mother-in-law uh, sends me a text and says, Hey, let me, let me take the kids for a few hours so you can do something for yourself or when my husband, you know, goes off with them to do something. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's usually unplanned sort of moments like those, unfortunately, but, oh, um, but it, it's so much, it, it's, it's like the village that you have and um, the, the people around you that, that make it possible. And it's so important for moms. I think we're all sort of hardwired to, to take care of others and to, you know, be, you know, sort of selfless all the time and thinking, you know, what, what, what do my kids need now? What does my family need now? So anyway, it's, yeah, you got to put yourself on the map. It is those moments. Oxygen I know. first. <laughs> it's an important yes. question. Yeah. <laughs> so similar along those lines, um, but maybe more esoteric maybe. And, you know, this is the Rock Your Joy podcast. And I always reflect on the not irony, but, you know, maybe the the poetic nature of going through a pandemic as I launch a podcast about finding joy. But for you, and as you reflect on the last year and everything, even just, you know, sharing your incredible story and the passion you have for your work and these littles that you're raising, what is bringing you joy these days? So during the pandemic, you know, there's definitely been a lot of, um, terrible things that have happened in the world and, and lots of lots of change for all of us. But like like we have at Pilot Light, I've tried to focus on the the bright spots. And one of those, of course, is the, the amount of time that I've been able to spend with my family. And we, we do lots of evening walks, which is my favorite part of the day. Uh, but also having a baby during the pandemic. I sort of joke that that she's our pandemic baby because she's very attached to us. But it, you know, I I got to spend so much wonderful time with her, you know, and, and just you know being able you know to to see the kids throughout the day is is so wonderful. But in terms of you know what kind of has made me tick during the pandemic, or like what's brought me a lot of personal joy outside of work and outside of family, I've. Um, I, I really love making things with, you know, and, and I, like I recently, um, I did some uh, built-ins in the house. I built them myself and I like, ma- I drew it out and I got the wood and built it and I painted it. And um, they're definitely not like professional <laughs> in any sense, but I'm so proud of them. Every time I look at them, I'm like, wow, I made that. And it's it's a totally different part of my brain than I use normally, but it's just the type of thing I've 
because I've been home, I've probably been looking around and like, oh, you know, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> and I wish I think a lot of people have been doing, but anyway, that's, that's, that's amazing. bringing me a lot of joy. <laughs> so. I love it. That's awesome. That's, that is the first time I've heard that answer and making built-ins, <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's a wonderful creative outlet. I think that's awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show and sharing, you know, your joy and your vision um, for your family and for Pilot Light and just sharing your story with us. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and, and for the opportunity to share about Pilot Light and, and the work that we're doing. And, you know, we, like, like you said, we are expanding nationwide. So if um, any of your listeners know of a teacher who might be interested in applying, um, I'll, I'll share the, the link with you. Um, for uh for applications uh and again all of our resources on our, our food education center um for families and for teachers are free and available to anyone and for, for your listeners who are, are interested in either bringing it into the classroom or having more conversations around food at home they're they're great resources and there's a lot of flexibility around them in the way that they're used and um, and even some videos that you can just show and show to your kids and um, and engage them in food and in um, in learning. So great. Yes, we'll put all the links in the show notes. And just excited to to see Pilot Light continue to grow and make a difference for these kids. It's really awesome. Thank you. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. If you love this podcast, and I so hope you did, please subscribe. That way you'll get real-time updates anytime I post a new episode. Feeling inspired and want to share the joy? Leave a review so others can find the podcast more easily. Want to hang out more with me? You can find me on the interwebs at www.anyarock.com. That's A-I-N-E-R-O-C-K. And I'm also on Instagram at Anya underscore rock your joy. Till next time, rock your joy. This episode was produced by Dante32.